everybody it is connected podcast and we're here for a live show our first ever live show so um bear with us if we have any um technical difficulties just like us running late great um <laughs> that one was technical for sure yeah that, that was, was definitely a, I mean, technical there was a protest so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Well, actively the job of a protest is to cause problems in exactly traffic. Yes. So, so they were doing a great job at that yes but for us we want to say sorry and thank you for joining us and we're here with the ladies of Drunk K-Pop. Hello. Oh my god. Hello. We have guests. Well, that was pretty good. That was almost like yeah, our normal intro. <laughs> You um, truly do you not do that on Introduce yeah. yourselves to our audience. Sure. So we are Drunk K-Pop, the collective of us two. I'm Claire. And I'm Abby. And we get drunk and talk about K-Pop. We it's, love that. That's, that's a vibe. Yeah. yeah. It's just, we, we need an excuse. That. So we, we put a camera in front of it. I mean, now we have an excuse. We can no, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. join us <laughs> anytime. We should yeah. definitely do that. <laughs> um, and if you don't know me, I hope you do by now. I am Tandy and I'm joined by Marie. Hello. If you guys see me doing things, it's because I'm probably responding to you so yes mm-hmm. she will be checking out the live chat um and just so you guys know before we get into the episode we are going to be answering questions at the end unless it pertains to something we are already talking about so we just don't want to break up the flow of the show yeah. so that when we repost this everyone can just watch it through and stop if they don't want to if they don't care about yeah, yeah. okay do i just want to say this looks great yeah it really this does. is so I legit it looks it's so, so legit i love this so much <laughs> i never thought about like seeing like ourselves in the studio we're so used to having like our yetis and just like the yeah. background like what yeah. you do clothes everywhere albums throwing yeah. everywhere <laughs> so it's so great that we are able to do this um how do we sound how do you think we sound Sounds i think we sound me. great like, very very like sultry butter. dulcet tones like butter. dulcet tones smooth like butter yes like like oh, a criminal smooth. undercover I, that, yeah, crim- I would say oh yeah criminal undercover i, I think butter. <laughs> I'm, but I'm not the one with the puns this time. <laughs> oh, I got you. I got you. I'm sure it's going to come out at some point. So this is going to be a special series, and we might have a part two to this because there's a lot of things we need to cover for mm. queer baiting. Oh, yeah. Um, before I get into that, also, we should introduce our pronouns and, mm-hmm. like, our relation to the queer community. Yeah. So, we'll start. Okay. Uh, I, my name is, so, you know, my name is Abby. Uh, my pronouns are she, her, and I am a bisexual woman currently dating another woman. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Oh, spicy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and just, they're so cute. They're just so cute. Long-term happy relationship. We love the Long-term. We love happy. I've indoctrinated her into K-pop now. Oh, okay. That's, See, that's that how was the it. next. Yeah. It was it was the it was the women in suits for her. Oh, Fully. Wow. Suits <laughs> in general would also, do also that. great. Yes. Oh, yes. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. All right. I'm Claire again, if we're gonna go through names again. Yep. She her. And I am I like the word queer best. We were discussing this before we started. It's just like it's malleable, squishy, just like mm, mm, yeah, mm, mm, queer. Yeah. So we could I am oh, yeah, fine with options. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Anyone picking a different one for me because yeah. it'll apply at some point. <laughs> but I just I'm good with queer. Good, yeah. good. And you already know I'm Candy, but we've never introduced ourselves in this way. Uh-huh. She, her is what I normally go by. And um, I say like queer pan because yeah. it's like I like people. Yeah, yeah. just that's just that's the way that's to do the it. feel. Yeah, it's just the mm, I don't know what else to call it because mm-hmm. it's hard to really label yourselves these days because yeah. you're like, oh, you're not strictly this. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, let's just queer it out. Just the yeah. field is so it's open. true, and they're adding different things every day. So yeah, yeah. So, like there's so many layers. To... Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm Marie, mm-hmm. and I go by yeah, she, she her <laughs> they them, um, and I am pansexual. Uh, 
probably female leaning at this point. I do have a girlfriend. Um, but this is probably the first time I've said that live out loud. So, <laughs> but that's kind of where I'm leaning. Most of my relationships before were men, so I just I go for people. I don't mm -hmm. really care about the gender. Mm -hmm. Yes, and so this is season two, still episode four, influencing your desire, queer baiting. Um, I thought of this topic like a really long time ago when I was watching a video and I was like, hmm, that, that stimulates something in me and mm -hmm. I don't know if it's a good thing. Like, mm -hmm. I'm glad that it's there. It seems like representation. And then when I delved deeper, I learned about queer baiting. Mm -hmm. And I feel like K-pop and queer-esque um, concepts go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. And I feel like as women of this community, and we see it a lot as well, we should discuss it and how we feel about it and maybe the future of queer type content in mm. K-pop. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, so Marie, when I first asked you to do this podcast, what did you think of influencing your desire? I mean, K-pop tends to influence my desire all the time, <laughs> especially my wallet. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah. when you throw in queer baiting, yes. it made me think a lot of the way I originally saw K-pop and when I saw a skinship for the first time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, because in the Western society, that's not a thing men do. Skinship yeah. between women is normal. But right. skinship between men, it's not really something that you see unless it is a queer couple or a, a gay couple or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, so seeing it just so common there was very new to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I, I, I think living there and like actually experiencing it, not just through videos or like what people say, it truly is a society where I was uncomfortable in a way seeing men touch e each other in that way and just be like, oh, we're still straight. And I'm like, are you? Because this, sure? <laughs> this was a lot for me. Like, <laughs> I was like, wow. So, yeah, being there for a while, us being on vacation and seeing it and then being like, yeah, this does happen in Korean society. And then on top of that, thinking that they have a more conservative uh, society, it kind of is confusing. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay. I get it, like you're more comfortable in your bodies, but this also goes against everything or a lot of things that Korean society stands for when mm -hmm. it comes to its conservative nature. Yeah. So for you ladies, mm -hmm. what did you think about the topic when we pitched it to you? Well, I have a lot of words to say, so <laughs> I was pretty excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, We I think it's just because we have such an interesting perspective on this, because we've been fans for a long, long time. Yeah. And so kind of, especially when we first got into this stuff, even, like, I think you got into it before me. Yeah. I first got into it in, like, 2011. And so at that time, thinking about the way gendered affection is in mm -hmm. the West, at that time was already a huge difference to like watching like Chinese Hello Baby or something and mm -hmm. being like, whoa, this yeah. is a whole different animal. Right. Yes. Like there's so many different angles to this and this is totally normal and fine. Right. But they're all, but they're all, we're clear that they're all assumed straight. There's yeah. not any question, there's not any discussion of a different possibility. Uh, and that in itself is sort of interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's I, another layer of yeah. things that I, I feel like K pop industry hits on like mm -hmm. mental health you know the alliance of K lgbtq relationships all those things seem really in a box we're mm -hmm. not going to talk about it you're yeah. going to assume that everyone's single you're assuming that everyone's straight yeah you assume mm -hmm. that everyone's healthy mentally emotionally mm -hmm. and then 
they put out this product and so you're happy because they're happy but then Mm -hmm. you start to kind of read between the lines and more so today we get a lot of content where they speak out about how they feel and then you question yourself like is this are you guys happy like are you really truly are you okay are you (laughs) okay are you okay you know for me to be enjoying this yeah yeah yeah, sometimes i'll see something where i like oh i just saw nct video and Mm -hmm. then i see you know maybe johnny being very upset about something and i'm sitting there like I was just happy about you. Like, yeah. should I be sad? Like, what's going on? Yeah. But they can't really tell us because they don't have the same relationship when it comes to social media, mm-hmm. communicating with their fans as Western artists do. Yeah. Western artists would be like, yeah, I'm tired. I'm, going, I'm checking <laughs> I'm myself in a rehab. Time. You know, you I'm six gay. Weeks. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but K-pop idols is like, oh, this person's going on hiatus. They won't be, you know, in activities. They're just going to focus on their health and i'm thinking myself fade into the background in what way yeah in what way are they focusing is it mental is it physical is it a combination of both what have they done to trouble yeah (laughs) what did you do yeah what a very no show no tell like they don't say anything we don't talk about Mm -hmm. it it's not there it's very much the homer simpson meme oh yeah (laughs) i think for me from my perspective it's because not only is their music the product they are the product in a way that is true in western media as well but so much more heightened in k-pop absolutely like the parasocial relationships with your k-pop idol with your bias and everything Mm -hmm. matters so much more than the songs they sing it matters also to fans the extra content they provide the Mm -hmm. live streams and Mm -hmm. everything like that and because of this instinct of the industry to put forth that happiness that normalcy because all of those things like being mentally ill and sunshine and and rainbows yeah and unhappy not normal can't be that (laughs) robots yeah Yeah. to marry you mysterious stranger yeah yeah marry all of the fans you were all my girlfriends and boyfriends like okay and i think that's why it's harder (laughs) now for people like johnny who would be unhappy in one video just after you saw him being excited because it's hard to keep up being the perfect robot all the time all the time and yeah. so the the cracks will let a little bit slip through here and there mm-hmm. and that makes their lives a little bit more stressed probably mm-hmm. and makes them more likely to go on an indefinite health hiatus for <laughs> mysterious reasons. Indefinite is key. Yeah, just, just yeah. who knows concentrating on my health yeah but that is always on like, my yeah. education like, or something just sir can you just my tell us own self yeah. and you're just like just yourself just you just <laughs> thinking just thinking just about in it. The room. But I, I wanted to say about skinship and my impression of it when I first got into it. I got into K-pop with uh, Super Junior, Sorry Sorry, coming out in 2009. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So that's I'm old, and yeah. I was young at we're the time. All old. We're all yeah. old, but we're just we're here. Yep, doing acting it. young. Uh, but at the time, skinship was huge. Mm-hmm. Suju, very big perpetrators of not actually gay skinship. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was interesting for me in a similar way that you mentioned because it's not something you see. Like, I'm used to bros being six feet apart in a hot tub. Yeah. I'm not, I wasn't ready for it. Your toe for, touched me, bro. Yeah, like, bro. Yeah. Bro. For, <laughs> I'm not gay, no homo. For, for, no homo. That, no that's a whole yeah. other thing. It's, like, thing. <laughs> it's yeah. triggering. Yeah. But it's interesting, because Siwon, I always say his name wrong. Siwon. Siwon was very Christian, conservative, anti-LGBTQ, yes. mm. but then was one of the biggest Making out. Fully making yeah. out. Yeah. Fully yeah. making out with people yeah. on stage. Like, I, had, I had college roommates who were trying to convince me to get into like Supernatural and Destiel, and I was like, here's the thing. They 
that I don't consider them gay until I'm seeing this. And I show yeah. them a yes. compilation yeah. of each old just like straight up and they're like, people. Oh, Oh, oh that's okay. a little different mm. than mm. longing looks. Exactly. <laughs> but I think that's the thing about queer baiting in general, though, is that it's just those scraps mm-hmm. that we're just trying to get the crumbs, anything that we could have mm-hmm. to just devour because there's not as much to yeah. have. And mm-hmm. so we latch on to things like Shuan and Heechul making out in a manner that definitely is not following at least Shuan's beliefs. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they're doing that for money. Like the queer baiting in this capacity, it's a tactic by media producers, by content producers to give queer people an opportunity to see themselves represented in a way that attaches them to a a content or product but never ever intending to actually realize Mm -hmm. the queerness in that situation this is a good segue yeah Yeah. (laughs) segue we're segue yeah um so i'm just gonna read a little spiel that i normally do to introduce us to the entire topic and we have so much to talk about this might be a part two so if you guys want to do a part two (laughs) we can do a part two um so for lack of a better phrase, K-pop, big influence on our desire. We desire the things that they make for us. We desire interactions and concerts and even friends mm-hmm. yeah. that have the same interests. Um, whether it's a momentary daydream about these people or full-fledged fan fiction, oh. at some point, we do get into being influenced to the point where it takes over our lives. I mean, mm-hmm. we're doing a podcast right now. It's taking over our lives. Yes. You know, it, it, we are spending <laughs> it, our time talking it about it. So. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So the effort and the craft that these idols and the companies put together to make us feel this way about them is all about dollars and cents. Oh, yeah. And bringing in the extra element of queer baiting, wherever that term started or was coined from, helps them to attach to a new audience and give them breadcrumbs mm-hmm. so that they stay long-term fans. Mm-hmm. Given that skinship and those types of things work out so well, they do it so often that we desire more. Mm-hmm. At the same time, we question ourselves, is it influencing me in a way where I want something different for myself? Am mm-hmm. I queer mm-hmm. because I like this? as skimship between two <laughs> women, something that influences me to think about two women mm-hmm. in that way. Yeah. And the same thing for men. Do they feel that way? So queer baiting, just to give us like mm-hmm. a, a overarching term, uh, is a term I'm not sure where it came from, as I said, but it's a marketing technique for fiction and entertainment in which creators hint at, but then are not actually depicting same-sex romance or other LGBTQ representation. I can speak for myself. I know I am influenced by mm-hmm. these things. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I enjoy these things. When mm-hmm. I see it in a music video, I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's a little spicy. Can we have more? Nope. Cut. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes me be like, I do like this. At mm-hmm. the same time, I feel icky. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I really want to talk about that feeling yeah. and emotion. Mm-hmm. So first question here. What is, when you first heard about queerbaiting, besides the marketing term, mm-hmm. do you use it in your daily lives? Did it come for someone from somewhere else, or did it come from K-pop? Well, I think I, I think the thing is is that I never really identified the word queerbaiting with K-pop in particular, because I kind of, there's always that inherent guarantee that they're definitely not gay. <laughs> like it's it's just the like because mm-hmm. of the way the industry is structured like from the jump I, for example like the Irene and Solgi monster video I yes. was like 
this is so like it's clearly it's almost it's fetishizing at this point Mm -hmm. of like clearly we're fetishizing how ooh hot and sexy two women are it's the same thing faces are close together bad boy when they were in the bed that was Mm -hmm. that was me like hey what is going on? It's like, What's oh, happening? This here? is something weird <laughs> is happening hate here. It. Yeah, <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, we are so dead center clear that neither of these women are sexually attracted mm-hmm. to each other or romantically attracted in any way, and so it kind of it. I think at the time, like it even felt a little weird to me to see people being like, oh my god, like gay icons. <laughs> gay, and I was yeah, like, yeah. gay. <laughs> are we sure about that? Yeah. Until they tell us, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna say Their no. Business. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. And I think also I've mostly heard queer baiting in the Western sense. And in particular, I think of like the recent debate over the Billie Eilish video. Um, what was the, the song? It was like Losing uh, Lost, Lost Days or something yeah, like that. It's, it's, it was the it's one like with all music... the girls at the like, yeah, they're all in there mm-hmm. in this apartment together, like running around in their underwear and just like laying, touching each other a lot. Mm-hmm. And that was where I was like, oh, this this is a better example of like this feels I don't feel this is genuine. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Know, though it's not my business, I don't know what her personal perspective is, but like it, yeah. at the time I was like, this feels strange. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For some yeah. reason. Versus what a lot of K pop stuff feels full fetish. Yes. Yes. Mm, oh, fe- oh, we gotta talk mm-hmm. about that. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what did you, where did you hear queer or the, I don't know what queer baiting came mm-hmm. from, but I, yeah. I could recognize it in other things. I yeah. didn't learn it until K pop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like you can give an example of something beyond K-pop that started the wheels turning. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, just like you gave the Billy Eilish. Yeah. Thing. So, Mary, I just wanted to get your two cents in. Honestly, it was using straight actors to play gay characters, mm. like Glee. Yeah. Uh, Darren Chris was a straight man playing a gay actor or a, a gay character, uh-huh. and I'm like, wait. So in real life, I was like, oh. So is he gay? And I'm like, no, no, not at all. After, especially after finding out all the stuff he did, not at all. <laughs> um, so it was very interesting to see it there. But when it came to just hearing queer baiting, I didn't hear that word until K-pop, because it came up so much in the stuff that was coming out that I was like, oh, okay. So whenever I hear queer baiting, baiting, it just goes to me automatically to K-pop. Mm-hmm. I would say. I almost think that's because queer baiting, no one really knows exactly where it started, but mm-hmm. it's an internet age word for sure. Yes. I would bet my entire life savings that it was Tumblr who invented course, it. <laughs> like, it must have been Tumblr. 100%. Yeah. So I think a lot of the reason why it might be just sort of connected to K-pop for you is because a lot of us in our interactions with others about k-pop it is online Mm -hmm. and so that's the sphere that we're having these discussions and this discourse in and so it's already like a little goblin in the corner living there (laughs) as opposed to in a lot of other sectors of life Mm -hmm. but i also think for me as far as hearing it in the first time definitely was like in an internet blog post sometime but i like I like I like media I like movies I'm, I'm a fan of movie making. Okay. She, she likes, likes movies. movies. That's a yeah. that's a thing that my friends say to make fun of me because I do <laughs> say that too often. But I when I was younger, like a teenager, I was very much into B genre movies for mm. for a minute. Like exploitation movies of various kinds were just very interesting to me because I did not understand the perspective mm. the filmmakers were taking. Right. And one of the things that and this is not my word to claim, but one of the things that is what I would consider queer baiting pre-Tumblr is that there was an entire genre, an entire thing from even like the 60s, but like the 70s and 80s called dyke-sploitation genre. I've heard that. Mm-hmm. And it's just to be titillating. It's just, you know, 
lesbians who make out for the enjoyment of men and yeah, yeah. most of the time we're gonna kill them i feel like and i might have clicked that like when you're younger and hbo comes on mm -hmm. and you're like so what, what's coming next Are yeah they're dead they're, they're just, that's it okay all right yeah, yeah. so <laughs> i that was one of the ones because i i found a lot of b genre stuff like horror really fun mm -hmm. but there's a lot of exploitation subgenres that I just was like I don't I don't see why this is fun <laughs> I don't like this one as much because I, before I even really could put a name to my own sexuality yeah. I think I was a little too young at that point mm -hmm. I just realized I was seeing something that I felt represented by in a certain way be misrepresented mm -hmm. yes and that's I, like that. I think where queer baiting started for me it's like it's the whisper of it is there but the yeah. authenticity is not yeah. for sure like it's a little tainted we we've i guess we're defining queer baiting as questioning mm -hmm. you know when people watch a video they start to question is mm. this right but also how do i feel about it am i affected by it should i be affected by it am i gay you know yeah. something like that <laughs> um and i noticed it does affect a lot of k-pop fans where they mm -hmm. start to question their own sexuality because they are attracted to the same sex through these videos whether or mm -hmm. not it carries on to their actual lives it does kind of sow the seeds mm -hmm. of you should kind of consider like, liking other people think about, think about this, this. Mm -hmm. and i think it's an un unintended effect of mm -hmm. k-pop queer baiting yeah mm -hmm. i don't think they're trying to make us feel this way yeah i don't think you know when they started doing skinship and those games that make them force them to touch each other and like wait the card, the card game yeah, right? yeah the card game yeah the, yeah. 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 Oh, the, the pemero yeah. Yeah. yeah oh god i don't so think many, they intended for people to be like whoa i'm gay you know <laughs> yeah but i think this is an unintended unintended effect and also i don't even think they started doing this or like these types of games until the western world was like oh i like this since korean society is so conservative i don't i don't think they were in their heads like oh this is gay mm -hmm. this seems queer yeah they were just doing stuff that you know kids will do or adults are doing a kids game so it may have a sexual undertone but seeing it as western audiences we view it in a different perspective because mm -hmm. we you know we're more open we are mm -hmm. we are more willing to accept differences in people than in their society because they're very homogenous and very communal so when they're like oh dollars and cents people are starting to buy you know um red velvet's albums because they did this particular video mm -hmm. or super junior or even a shiny concert you're mm -hmm. like whoa yes i'm gonna buy shiny <laughs> stuff because i think they represent me um that's when it started to change into they're doing this because it's marketing mm -hmm. and that's when i started questioning it like i don't know how i feel about it now yeah. before i thought it was a little bit more genuine mm -hmm. like they're actually having fun doing it and then i think we were watching a got seven video and they were doing something and they i could tell they didn't like it yeah but they were doing it because they were forced to do it mm -hmm. and it kind of changed my perspective on all this queer baiting type content and so on the one hand, I think it's great because some people can feel like they're represented in some way. On the other hand, I feel like it's disingenuous and it's harmful and the influence of it can confuse someone. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So, uh, Marie. Yes. I want you to tell me how you feel about skinship more elaborately. I mean, now 
it depends there are some people some people who i think are doing it for show and they're doing it for um i'm blanking on the word when they're doing it for the fans fan, fan service, fan service. Yeah. thank yeah. you yeah when they're doing it for fan service because they know the fans like it compared to people who genuinely just like being around each other because god seven they do just genuinely like touching each other and some of them some of them do some of them don't Um, especially the younger groups txt bts Mm -hmm. like there's a lot of skinship videos which goes into everybody shipping people um that i feel like it's just genuine and they do like the comfort of being around somebody because they're around them all the time and that's the only interaction that they get so they become comfortable with it um but i do think they toe the line sometimes where i'm like is this fan service or i genuinely question like are 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 you are you gay which isn't a problem but (laughs) that's also the other thing when it comes to skinship like for me it isn't a problem if they happen to oh in behind the scenes they are gay cool great yeah but i don't think a lot of fans would feel the same way if they found out that these idols were actually together behind the scenes they would be very upset about that Mm -hmm. because they most of them not all of them but most of them don't agree with it in that society sense Mm -hmm. but they enjoy the fantasy of them being together Mm -hmm. so now with skinship for me it comes to the shipping portion so like the biggest one please do not come for me um (laughs) but cookie and tay Mm -hmm. like that was the first ship that i have ever seen didn't know what shipping was saw that and i was like oh this is a thing Mm -hmm. and then the people and the fan fictions and the way they talked about them and the way they talked to them when they would uh, like go up to fan signs and like there was just so many ways that they already said no we're not but when you look at videos it looks like they are yeah edits make it look like they are so it makes it confusing to see how, if they're playing along or if it's just genuinely their relationship yeah mm-hmm. and even if it if it is just genuinely their relationship and their friends that's perfectly fine but fans turn it into something that ends up being negative yeah yeah i i like how you brought up the part where if they are genuinely gay that's cool but if they're not i want to know like what the fans would think especially mm-hmm. again don't come for us yeah <laughs> bts fans because they have yeah. huge they have so many videos on the internet about mm-hmm. skinships and bts was also the first group that i learned about um mm-hmm. shipping from yeah mm-hmm. i i started k-pop similar to you in mm-hmm. 2011 but i didn't see that i didn't know what yeah. bias was it didn't register until probably 2017 mm-hmm. and <clears throat> i was in a, a bts group and they were like yeah this uh union and this and that and i'm like what is it like what does that mean <laughs> and they were like let me just send you this video so watching the video i was like so are they gay you know yeah. like that was a genuine question yeah. i was like are they gay and they were like no they're just like these are interactions they must be gay we can't you know i'm yeah. like okay i don't know how to feel about this like i get it i can mm-hmm. see where you're putting these pieces together and putting your own narrative on it or it could be the other end they're forced to do these things so that the queer baiting initiative that their company is pushing them to do so that they can get these views is what's happening mm-hmm. i don't know which is which anymore because like yeah. marie sometimes i question i'm like okay well the evidence is kind of clear <laughs> mm-hmm. you know this doesn't look like you guys are doing this for fun mm-hmm. you know but it's not our place mm-hmm. to put that yeah. on them i think the big the big there's a big danger in that too yeah. that i think western fans just really aren't aware of in the same way that easter fans are of like I think for the last several years, there's been a, like dispatches threatened that they have like proof mm-hmm. of a same-sex couple in a group, 
and like the first year or two they mentioned that a bunch of western fans on twitter were like oh my god i wanted to be my faves and and people were like no you don't understand like yeah. that is mm-hmm. actively dangerous for yeah. them like if a group does come out if there are group members of a popular group that come out that group is in the tank immediately mm. like it's not you know it's especially right now with they they just real elected a conservative president like it is not a game right now yeah uh and so kind of see i think that's the big danger for me or not for me but like in my perspective of seeing it is like so many people are so invested in like these idols being just their fantasy versions of these Mm -hmm. fantasy characters these dolls that have come to life and i can you know like bang their heads together (laughs) and make them you know put hold them together naked and pretend (laughs) that they're dating or something Uh, but they're real life people living real lives yeah. and so I think that's the big danger with kind of the fetishizing part of queer baiting is that people don't the audience doesn't understand that these are real breathing living people mm-hmm. with their own thoughts and feelings and mm-hmm. they may have a close emotional re- relationship especially with the group members because they're around each other constantly right. Mm-hmm. Right. you're going to build a relationship of some kind there but so much of it is like even if this was a real romantic relationship it is fully not on the table for them to ever be out publicly that's and just it has not happened an option before yeah. Yeah. it blew up there's mm-hmm. yeah. yeah there's been two there's the second generation group mm-hmm. uh, i don't know if you guys have heard the, their name was literally k-pop oh my god um <laughs> and they did have two of the members have a relationship mm-hmm. that ended up going bad and yeah. then the group ended up disbanding yeah. yeah so that was a whole issue i think one mm-hmm. of the members cheated on the other member with another idol yeah it was it was a whole whole thing thing, though yeah when i read i was like what this happened where was i yeah and yeah the other couple i have to read this is dip's sungho and beanish Mm. um and they were actively together said it on a live that they were together they have disbanded since that uh this and even their leader was also openly um bisexual mm-hmm. so um, those are the only two instances where i can think of idols besides the ones that we know like holland and things like that mm-hmm. um who were in a group and actively um qu- open with their queerness mm-hmm. yeah but other than that they've had uh trainees be kicked out of companies i know oh, yeah. jyp has kicked out um an idol because he was gay and he wanted to say it and they're like no we can't we can't yeah. have that it's not part of our agenda so you got and I mean, themselves. honestly, it's a business threat. Mm-hmm. Like because yeah. them being in a group, the group's gonna tank. The stocks are gonna tank. Yeah. Like, and first and you foremost, know. you need to be successful in the Korean market before yeah. you can be yes. successful else. overseas. Mm-hmm. Whether or not that continues to be the case, this is your base. Yeah. And mm-hmm. your base is not queer leading. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, on the same lines of skinship and you know shipping people in general, mm-hmm. fan fiction. Yeah. Mm man um oh. you know oh people are just crafty okay <laughs> fan fiction can be really great i think mm-hmm. there's a lot of, well some people are really good writers mm-hmm. and that is the medium that they choose to publish their content and just like any other fandom in any other type of media like supernatural people put two characters together make up a story whether or not they're using the same universe yeah. that they're in <laughs> mm-hmm. or an alternate universe where it puts them i guess i, I prefer that more because yeah. it's it out of the realm separate. of possibility and when they use stage names rather than when they use real names it feels weird yeah it, yes. it feels like i i don't know if i should be saying this let yeah. me replace it with somebody else yeah. yeah um but reading that i think that was my biggest exposure to queer concepts in anything k-pop like mm-hmm. yeah they do the skinship stuff i ignore it i'm not a variety show girl anymore mm. so I, I it just passes by me um but fan fiction i love reading in general oh, yeah. so 
going into fan fiction and for the first time reading fan fiction of a ship, I was kind of confused. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so this stems from a ship, so they must think they're gay. And then, like, the detail of it, I feel like any reader, especially if you're impressionable, would believe that these people are gay in real life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And again, K-pop is a product, so if someone messes with your product, that kind of messes up your whole scheme, your, your yeah. money. So, you know, I don't know how companies feel about fan fiction per se i know that they you know joke about it when they read the tweets or Mm -hmm. um like little lines like i think eric nam has done it and Mm -hmm. jay park Mm -hmm. has done it but not a lot of people want to step in that realm and say hey this is not okay because it does generate money for them but at the same time it doesn't reflect the idol so it's it's kind of a catch yeah and it's a catch for me because I feel bad, mm-hmm. yeah. um, <laughs> you know, enjoying a story. Like, I don't know these people. I, yeah. Do I want to know them? Yeah, I want, I want Bam to sure. be my best friend. But <laughs> the closest I can get is the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when it gets that deep, where they're exploring these queer relationships, it the bottom of my soul is bothered. I'm going to mm-hmm. still read it, but yeah. I'm bothered, <laughs> you know? Um, so how do you guys, like, what do you feel about fan fiction mm-hmm. and... Yeah, I think fan fiction for me, there's so many genuinely excellent writers out yeah. there, mm-hmm. but in my mind, I just wish I could replace names with different names so that they aren't these public figures. Yes. Because there's one thing if it's like, uh, you know, super who luck kind of <laughs> fan fiction. These are all fictional, fictional characters. characters. Yeah, 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 yeah. But when it's a fan fiction about people who are real life people, I get very uncomfortable because mm-hmm. if yeah. I was them, and I saw all of these fan fictions, especially explicit fan fictions mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. me and like a, my coworker and friend, mm-hmm, my member yeah. in my group, I would be so deeply uncomfortable with that. But it's one of those things, like we said before, about just putting that box in there, putting yeah. that box yeah, away, just... that they have to take their discomfort with this <laughs> and push it off to the side because ultimately fan fiction is buzz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is what will get them new fans and new um Money. <laughs> we'll get them more money. More money. <laughs> yeah. But I do think, as far as the queer baiting aspect of fan fiction, I think it's really alive and well there. Oh, because yeah. I, if you imagine it, like every writer of a Tay Cook fanfic can't be a gay person. There's too yeah. many percentage wise, it yeah. does it. They it cannot doesn't add work up. Out. Which means that to a certain degree, these are just fantasies of you know how <laughs> how spicy oh, wow. and that makes me feel a little icky more yeah. so even than when it's just storylines about <laughs> other kinds of characters yeah. when it's mm-hmm. people who wouldn't enjoy this story being written about them yeah that makes me uncomfortable and when it's people writing a story that isn't in based in any not in any authenticity because i think making up queer relationships when there are none represented in culture is just a fact of life i yeah. mean if you have none you're going to make your own exactly but i think a lot of people don't come from a place of wanting to see themselves in these stories yeah. yes they want to see the, the two sexy people mm-hmm. that they like from this group mm-hmm. be sexy in conjunction mm-hmm. with each other i just want to add a, like an element because you you hit something and like mm-hmm. ding um 
you know, K-pop is a product, right? Yeah. So so is like a show like Supernatural, Vampire mm-hmm. Diaries. Yeah. The difference is those characters are characters. Yeah. But we are. It's like we see real people mm-hmm. as characters, but we also understand they're acting. Mm-hmm. So in a way, everyone's like, "Oh, it's okay. It's okay. They're mm-hmm. acting. We know that's not really them. They're, yeah, we're just using their their like persona on stage. We know that's mm-hmm. not really them. Um, so it's just interesting that you say, you know, we can't separate it. We, yeah. Sometimes it's weird. If I saw it, if I saw a fan fiction of us, I would laugh. I'd Please. be like, <laughs> I'd be like, Marie, did you read this? Please, not this. <laughs> I I don't know how I'd feel about. I that. would laugh, and then I'll be like, I wonder why they thought we yeah. were like this. What did we do? to portray this mm-hmm. or also like some of the fan fictions are so like weirdly detailed like so many tiny right? details i would read that and be the like hand how did you know that i yeah, knew that? Like, that right how did you pay attention to that <laughs> where you saw that how did you know i had a mole there <laughs> but i also want to mention a tiny thing that i find very fascinating is that i re- i only got into i got really hard into girl groups uh, mm-hmm. like a couple years into like my initial jump in was boy groups but i've really dived further into girl groups i find it very fascinating there is a lot more fan fiction content for male groups than there are female groups Mm -hmm. like there's still plenty of ships there's some really hardcore shippers and girl groups like the uh, snsd fandom some of their ships are crazy uh but there's just the the amount and the quality of fan fiction is wildly different absolutely Mm -hmm. which is very like I feel like that's a whole different like separate podcast to yeah. get into is like well I'm gonna say gendered pod- I feel like oh. men are writing the female ones and females yeah. are writing the, the guys <laughs> really yes because the, the large quantity the yeah I, I would say in large quantity <laughs> because yeah. a lot of the guys they fall for the girl groups like in Korea girl groups mm-hmm. are the thing for men so mm-hmm. what do they do in their free time I'm gonna go write some fan fiction like yeah. Yeah. I don't see why they wouldn't. I still think it's mostly women. <laughs> I think it's who the audience is, and their domestic audience for girl groups is really men. I went to a G-Friend concert when I went to Korea a couple years ago, and there was only men standing around me, and they were all angry that I was there. They were annoyed with my presence as How a female. How dare you be a female at a girl group's Yeah, like this, this white girl who came here and knows the songs anyhow. How dare she come and separate me from my girlfriend in my imagination? Yes. And I think that's part of it is that the parasocial relationships, like they know them. I know this person, yeah. but you don't. Right. You really don't know. And right. so if, if your two favorite BTS members who you like to read fan fiction about came out, I don't think that would feel the same no. mm-hmm. as reading a fanfic where they get together. In- I said this on a podcast. We was it last week? I think uh, fantasy is better than reality. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that is the name of the game for K-pop. The oh my gosh. fantasy of it all, yes. the way we feel about whether we want to be best friends with these people, be in relationships with these people, it's all in our heads. Mm-hmm. This is not true. I can't go up to Jackson and be like, "Hey, Jackson, how you doing?" And be like. Hey. Huh? Like, yeah. hi. Please hi. don't stand that close to me. Okay, uh, security. <laughs> you know, so I think uh, people need to learn to draw the line, um, and I think it'll be harder for younger fans mm-hmm. to do that because they're still learning how to be a fan. Mm-hmm. Us as older fans, we kind of have our distance in whatever type of way. Yeah. 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 Um, but I, I do see like someone who's you know 18. They're still learning about themselves. So they can be influenced by queer baiting, by fan fiction, mm-hmm. by skinships. All of those things become like, yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And then when they realize it's a reality, so like you said, the ship becomes real. I wonder how 
people would perceive it. I wonder mm-hmm. if they would be angry. I think so. If they would be happy. If I, for me, I, I wouldn't care either way. But yeah. I think Korean society would be angry. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think Western society would be like, okay, do you think? Sure. sure. Yeah. Are Hell you still yeah. making yeah. music? Cool. Yeah. You know, <laughs> are you still doing your thing? So mm-hmm. it's, it would be interesting how that would reflect in today's age, not mm-hmm. in 2011 or 2015 even, mm-hmm. but today, how would that reflect in dollars and cents mm-hmm. for the company? I do, one tiny thing that is that I find I just now thought of it is that the interesting part about K-pop's rise in the West right now is a lot of it is One Direction fans that lost their group and so are finding other boy groups, and they are hard on the ships. Yes, they, they are. are really, really just go I hard in the paint on it. I wasn't part of the One Direction love, so this yeah. is it makes sense. Well, yeah. yeah, I always just like saw it from the outside and was like, oh, they're like to this day people are still shipping Larry, mm-hmm. and it's like Harry and Lewis haven't been in the same room in five years. <laughs> like, what is this? I can't let it go. Yeah, it's like, are you? Do you have a job? Do you have other things going on? No, they on don't. Life? No, they, they have nothing, nothing else to think about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Seventeen brings up a good point. People said that they want idols to be more open, but the second they do, they know that some fans start acting differently towards them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if they come out as, oh, I'm queer, oh, I'm gay, oh, I'm a lesbian, then people can be like, oh, really? No. That's already, not yeah. what That's I wanted. Cute. or whatever. So can you go back to being can be, straight? Yeah. yeah, can you pretend yeah. to be straight, please? Because yeah. I don't Because I don't like, it's messing up my ship. It's not fantasy anymore, guys. Yeah, you're taking it too seriously now. Yeah, I have a thought that I think plays into it a lot because a lot of what would be bad about two people who coming out in a same-sex relationship is the conservative nature of Korea and many other international people still, too. Mm-hmm. But it's also dating at all is a scandal and yeah. tanks people's careers. That's a whole, and I that's think, a whole different topic. <laughs> I have a theory that a lot of why people don't like actual uh, queerness in their escapist world of K-pop is because it's about sexuality, and that's not something we can acknowledge. Right. Because the girl groups, a lot of the ones that are successful are girl next door type. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you acknowledge that they are sexual beings, with other women, up. even. Oh my God, the scandal! The, the yeah. scandal of yeah. them like wanting to have sex, maybe even having sex. Oh my, oh my God. God, is God. crazy. No. That's not. And I that's think unheard of. They might yeah. even drink alcohol. No, drinking no. with people no. other than their coworkers. Y'all are getting real scandalous right now. I think we're just saying down. a lot. Yeah, you gotta calm down. Yeah, because there's a lot for everyone to handle. <laughs> but when it comes to that, the thing that brings a lot of people in towards the queerness of the way they act and they look. So there are a lot of androgynous Mm -hmm. idols that really bring in this like, Mm -hmm. wait, do I like this? Mm -hmm. And that's what has people questioning a lot too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then is the androgyny real for them or Mm -hmm. is it something that they're putting on as a character because that's what people want them to put on? Mm -hmm. I can definitely say like there's few people that are genuinely like that and Mm -hmm. I can count them on my hand yeah but everyone else it's like it's a concept just like when we talk about cultural appropriation it's a concept for Mm -hmm. them it's a trend it's something to do now because it fits what they're trying to do Mm -hmm. so it's hard to and and also androgyny is is good for k-pop because Mm -hmm. everyone can like that oh it's a little bit of masculine okay Mm. it's a little bit of feminine all right i like it you know everyone can say i like this because they they are a part of me in some type of way. They're mm-hmm. not too girl, they're not too boy, just the right of mwah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but within that sexuality, like, 
queer thinking, queer queer baiting in K-pop always gets me on the subject of like, did it influence me understanding my sexuality? Mm. Does it influence young people who are questioning figure out their sexuality? Do you mm. think queer in K-pop mm. helps or hurts those hurt those people figure out their sexuality? Like for me, I, I could say for me, when I was looking at it, I'm like, yeah. I am into women. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not yeah. like, oh yeah, women, I'm bisexual. But it was like I realized it was beyond, oh yeah, she's physically attractive. Yeah. I'm actually attracted to this person. Mm-hmm. Same thing with guys. I'm like, oh yeah. Oh. I didn't know I was attracted yeah. to that, but now I'm All attracted right. to it. You know what I <laughs> mean? So and then we have friends that I feel like they don't realize it, but over time knowing them they became more and more clear and more and more accepting and then they're like i'm gay (laughs) (laughs) and i was just like oh that's great but i realized it was an influence of seeing those skinship videos those shipping Mm -hmm. videos reading fan fiction talking with other people about this subject and then they come to the you know come to the light for lack of a better term, yeah, um, and understanding themselves better. So I do see it as a good thing, but I also see it as momentary, mm. where you know how some K-pop fans go to Korea because oh, they God. think they're going to find their moment with their yeah, guy or their yeah, girl. They're, they're, they're wanting to them. Just yeah. stand outside yes. the yes. Yes. for several days in a row and exactly. hope that your fave comes out and he'll fall in love with you at first sight. Exactly. <laughs> so I feel like it kind of influences that, too, mm-hmm. where it's so easy. You can go to Korea, you can pick up somebody, and then voila fantasy relationship achieved Mm -hmm. so i want to know from you guys how do you Mm. feel about sexuality and queer baiting when it comes to someone figuring it out for themselves i think well there's i will say that i think fan camps helped me a lot in understanding that oh like it's it's actually not straight of me to spend hours watching (laughs) girl group fan camps honey like the i don't know about you yeah the honey video the honey iconic exid video video. or i don't know if you guys know that this one mamamoo fan cam where hwasa had on like um like suspenders on her like (laughs) her shorts or stockings and one of them like pops off Just really, it informs you. I, I watched that several times. Yeah. To self, I need to show my girlfriend that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's just, you know, some of these things, I think in itself, the spending a lot of time watching, particularly watching a group of the same sex as you and being like, is this attractive to me? Mm-hmm. I think that was influential on me of like sort of coming to terms with my sexuality. But at the same time, I don't think that... I don't for me personally I didn't feel that much of like watching skinship made me go ah, I'm gay too yeah because I think like I said I kind of always was like oh this is clearly a fan service thing more than a like oh we're really in love kind mm-hmm. of moment um I do want to say though and since you mentioned androgyny the like people you can name on one hand Taman Key yeah shiny yes. Taman Key yes and Taman's the move music video the duet is the most bisexual thing You've on the ever face seen. of the earth. <laughs> oh my god. The like, amount of times. I feel like I could show that it. to any person who is like, I'm the straightest straight to ever straight, and I could be like, watch try this. this. Watch this. <laughs> watch this. Yes. Yes. You know, I'm gonna pull Jimin into this, because I've never seen as many men say, Jimin, mm-hmm. you know, I'm straight, 
but Jimin. I'm like, you could get it. Yeah. I'm gonna let you know, you, you're not 100% straight if that yeah, is your response. Yeah. Try Jim, that Kinsey Jimin. scale test, baby. See what you're saying? It's like a little bit higher. Not quite but on the edge. I've seen like <laughs> compilations on TikTok and YouTube of these guys going, I don't know what it is about him, mm-hmm. but every time we watch his video, he's just beautiful. He's gorgeous. I'm like, it's, accept it. It's okay. Yeah, it's you right can be a little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's fine. There's always one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do think it's a lot to do with the presentation of their masculinity being mm-hmm. different than what we were used to, especially like in the the aughts and the 2010s. I think it was mm-hmm. even more crazy than it is now because now we have a little bit more of representation of men of different kinds of masculinity mm-hmm. in the Western world as opposed to I feel like, you know, the 2000s we had one. <laughs> there, was, there was one kind of ultra man. masculinity yes. 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 Yeah. and i think that that's what attracted me to a lot of different boy groups wasn't because men or because they were feminine even not either side but because they weren't really what i they weren't the man from america they weren't the one type of masculinity that i had been familiar with and the same thing with girl groups for me was seeing them performing their femininity in this way, whether it was Girl Crush or Girl Next Door or anything Mm -hmm. else in between, it was the influential part for me being like, I think I like that. (laughs) (laughs) was not them being gay presenting with each other, not the skinship or anything, it's just them as individuals. Right. Like, just the Jimin and being like, wow, I mean, but like he can get it he can get it he can get it we all agree we're all everyone gets a universal he can get get it it. yeah and i think that's where it gets into the negative side of of queer baiting for me has only just come up in the last couple of years in what i've seen as it becoming really negative because Mm -hmm. previously do i think i've been manipulated by queer baiting type things in the past especially as a younger person yeah oh yeah Mm -hmm. like Katy perry i kissed a girl uh, like yes. yeah, the most the queer baiting thing that's ever existed uh-huh. where, I, where I simultaneously was like yay but also why? I must be a bad person <laughs> because clearly it's a joke that she kissed a girl and it's not yeah. real so if I wanted to kiss a girl for real not just because it was it was funny it was fun and sexy cool. yeah. Yeah. That, like I felt so shitty about myself because of that song and I think there's more aspects of that now mm-hmm. with things like Monster with mm-hmm. other kinds of uh imaginary queer presentations mm. that we know those people have articulated to the public that they are straight their public persona is straight yeah but mm. in a video they're like kind of sexy I mean, kiss my co-worker a recent mm. video where they really i don't want to say libido okay yeah. i want to talk so much about we this can, so that. can we, we play can that video no just yeah. <laughs> play the after dark one or whatever the when I first saw that, it wasn't me seeing the song. It was me seeing the fan cam of just that scene. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know how to feel about this mm-hmm. because you guys are pushing a line, which second generation groups did all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So seeing it now in recent groups, I'm like, wait, 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 hold on. Yeah, because it kind of took a, a step back in third yeah. and fourth generation yeah. and just trickled their way yeah. in mm-hmm. with things. So yeah, Lupito was... 
I don't want to say it was a shock. It was just yeah. like, whoa, what? Who thought of this? Yeah. Well, that's the I, thing that's so fascinating about it is that they have they have come out and said and been like, oh, we did this on purpose for the queer community. We're trying to make a representation mm-hmm. is what they've claimed. Apparently, it's in the notes on the album is mm-hmm. that like we made this to try to lift up the queer community, which I get that. I feel it like thanks. Mm-hmm. That's the idea is there. But at the same time, I, I was like, this has kind of taken a step past like being gay and in love and into oh you're like putting your whole hand over your co-worker's crotch yeah, yeah. you're like, fetishizing that's not what gay people are like yeah <laughs> there's not a single gay oh i mean maybe no but I, I, yeah, not like, not are you sure Walter? have a gay <laughs> couple who's just I gonna just you. <laughs> put the claws in that dick like it's just weird it's a weird thing just, just the way he grabs it is so tight it's so aggressive it's right really just like and yeah. why did you, they do it over and over again because yeah. they have to do it in dance practice yeah that, at some point i'm sure he was like yeah yeah put your okay. hand on my dick or maybe <laughs> al yeah. this is the 27th it's such can a sharp night we did yeah. a reaction Cut to that video nails. and the yeah. whole time we were just like ah, ah. <laughs> so forceful this is this is intense and like yeah. they had the leather strap that they were like wrapping yeah. around oh, yeah. 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 and i was like that i rehearsing that have... it sounds terrible yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's see people will love libido yeah but then holland songs comes out and their Oof. music video is like no we can't we can't there are men kissing in this mm-hmm. can't he do grabbed it. his dick but kissing kissing that's crossing mm-hmm. a line because well, he grabbed his dick in a not gay way that's <laughs> oh, the yeah. difference the so he pulled the he, 2000 he, no homo th- yeah, yeah he, no homo. he grabbed his friend's dicks for the ladies <laughs> oh, okay. oh for the ladies i think yeah. there's He's a really interesting the side and he just goes no homo yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think libido is really interesting also because that is their intention and I believe them yeah. but if you look at the original music video versus just like a dance performance or a fan cam of it the original video has a lot of like shots of like two of them hiking and they're like cute high school aged mm-hmm. friends and their hands are kind of close together and then they like get tense and like things that seem like authentic burgeoning mm-hmm. love kinds of things that I feel nice watching yeah and then that the and claw. like the, the two storylines that that <laughs> producers put in there are just so wildly different yeah. yes and i think that that confuses me a great deal mm. but i also think as far as holland goes i think a really interesting thing is how libido is not censored anyway but holland's debut song where there is a, yes. a same-sex kiss on youtube was flagged as 19 plus yeah. yes. and blocked yeah. in many countries mm-hmm. which it's a kiss it's yeah. one seen, kiss. And we've seen so many attempted... It is attempted a pretty intense kiss, I will say that. It they is. go it's in. It's a make-out. It, yeah. it is a make-out, but... But still, yeah, not 19. No. It's not nudity. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. And they... Even just Holland in general is a very interesting subject to talk about because recently mm-hmm. he was attacked yeah. in mm-hmm. was Itaewon, yeah. which was supposed to be the more LGBTQ-friendly area of Korea. A lot of foreigners go there, mm-hmm. but was attacked for being gay. But then on the other hand, we have people queer bathing, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So don't it's like, don't cross the line too much. Don't actually do it. That's what they're saying. Don't yeah. actually go over to Taiwan to a club, find a guy, make out with him. Don't shoot a video of actual mm-hmm. love. Don't don't do that. Just yeah. hint at it. Mm-hmm. Let's play mm-hmm. a game <clears throat> and do the pepper thing. Yeah, and then Put our faces that, that's as close just as enough. possible. Just enough. But as long as we don't think if we you're don't, having if we sex, accidentally touch, oops okay yeah but it, it kind of sucks mm-hmm. it yeah. kind of sucks because i feel bad especially 
I don't know if it's worse for women or for men, but mm-hmm. I feel in my heart it's worse for gay mm-hmm. men yeah. than it is for lesbian women. Like, yeah. well, I, lesbian I feel women like we have like that sort of we have that <clears throat> like both blessing and curse of being fetishized. Oh, yeah, that's and true. some people are like, oh, oh well, yeah, they're just the they're just doing lesbian. it to be sexy yeah. for me, and it's like, no, this no. is my girlfriend that I'm in love with. Right, this is weird. Yeah. Making it weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess we have to let's get into i guess the end of the podcast because we have a lot of things to do oh my gosh the time we got parties and i want to do a part two of this because i feel like we can keep talking forever and if i (laughs) keep introducing subjects we're going to be here all night yeah um but i do want to say really quick before we start wrapping up is something that i found really interesting when i was looking up stuff for this podcast is um, there is a lot of, one, it's interesting, the amount of queer Western fans in particular is because there's, first of all, there's a lot of camp in K-pop. K-pop's mm-hmm. campy. Mm-hmm. It's, that's attractive. Uh, and also someone referred to uh, particularly idols that lesbians in particular like, um, Sunmi, Hyuna, Taemin, Namjoon. And Yoongi. And Yoongi. Oh, speaking of, of that, yeah. I went to a Sunmi concert in DC and there was a girl said, I love you, Sunmi! And she's like, oh, I love you too. And everyone was like, uh-huh. And so later <laughs> on, I think on the interweb, she became, she came out as an ally. Like, yes, I say these yeah. things, but I'm not actually gay. And yeah. we're like, okay, girl. Okay, listen. Okay, girl. You can't it's, play with it's their hearts like or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, it's interesting yeah. that you say that. Yeah. Well, it's fun because this article referred to them as the Jeff Goldblums of K-pop. Yes. yes. <laughs> like, these are straight people that lesbians just love. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I found interesting about that particular set of people is that these are all people who are actively very vocal and genuine in mm-hmm. their feelings and the way they express themselves, yeah. which you don't get in K-pop. Because yeah. everyone's a manufactured doll being active, being acted as a person. And this is the, the singular group that, like, Sunmi has her mental issues that she openly talks about. Yeah. Hyuna is so wildly open about who she is and the mm-hmm. way that she expresses herself to the mm-hmm. point where people were, like, uncomfortable with it. And then have sort of come around and been like, okay. okay. Yeah, uh, just her. And same mm-hmm. with Taemin, who plays with androgyny actively and mm-hmm. on purpose now. It previously was something he was so scared of, and now he's embraced it. Yeah. And Namjoon and Yugi as well of like being so genuine about themselves and so i find that i think that's a really interesting thing because we can't get actual genuine representation of homosexual people in the idol industry but Mm -hmm. we can have people being genuine about themselves and being true like in living in their truth Mm -hmm. even if they're straight they're still living in their truth i guess uh, and so that at least is attractive mm-hmm. i have to say the closest we get because you said nam jim yes. and i found this when i was doing research <laughs> no i i was very happy about this okay mm. so do you guys know the girl group glam yes yeah so he actually R. wrote R. the song uh party xxo oh the most oh, important so, one yes yeah, so if so y'all good. don't know it the lyrics are you a boy girl i don't care passion is key a heart is your id like these are his lyrics basically saying i don't care and then in the song they're saying girl over and over again and it's a girl group so that song is just a banger if you haven't there. heard it please go look up Party right, XXL, I claim. um i they, guess it's listen, they they two too things we'll do sun. two things to close <laughs> out <clears throat> a song that you think was mm. queer leaning mm-hmm. um whether it's the lyrics or the aesthetic of it um name one of your favorites um, let's try to stray away from Taman because okay. there's that's, just so he's, many. Just, his whole discography is just, just, just blatantly there. <laughs> just a big rainbow flag. And then, <laughs> overall, 
do you think it is good to have queer rating? Mm-hmm. We know it's a marketing tactic, but is it good? Do you feel like it's a good thing or do you think it's a bad thing? And tell us why. So mm. song first, then good and bad. Marie, do you okay. want to start? I can't think of the name. It's a Monster <clears throat> X song. The music video is literally um, Min Hyuk and Hyung Won, I think. Is the it one all in? All in? Yes. Yeah. That one. <laughs> The whole, the whole video, you have to listen to the music video or watch the music video yeah. to understand mm-hmm. the vibe of it. But that one, I think, is a great one for representation. Um, now, what was the other part? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of songs you're talking. <laughs> is queer baiting good or bad? I'm kind of on the line when it comes to that. Is queer baiting good? No, just because of the way it even sounds like you're baiting people to do something in an mm-hmm. inauthentic way. Yeah. Um, but do I think people showing their feelings for like skinship and things and not caring what other people think I think is great um so I'm kind of online queer baiting isn't good in general if they're just using it as a marketing tactic like if that's the only reason is to get people to want to listen and none of it's genuine then it makes me feel kind of weird being like oh yeah I support this because I don't like it's something I my it's my truth being lived as a joke basically Mm -hmm. and I don't like that idea Mm -hmm. yeah okay Mm mm-hmm I'm Is it my last? turn? Oh, yeah. okay, great. <laughs> um, I'm gonna like go like way out there for my choice and okay. not pick something that like makes sense. One could say, <laughs> yeah. but I'm gonna pick Jung Hyun's uh, single "Shining" from his posthumous album, "Artist." Uh, yeah. and poet artist. Poet, uh, poet artist. I knew I was yeah. starting with the wrong <laughs> word, so I was looking word. at you, poet artist. And so it is not a gay. Uh, centric video the lyrics aren't referencing homosexuality or anything at all but I think that it was very comforting to me a gay because <laughs> a gay, a gay. One, <laughs> one gay here I liked it because it's the lyrics are very much like just try to shine I'm always here with you and all of that was very emotional at the time of its release of course but also Jung Hyun was such a vocal mm-hmm. ally mm-hmm. he in a way that could have ruined his career, supported trans college students, supported the community in, uh, like on his own social medias, at concerts, publicly on television, mm-hmm. in ways that aren't just like putting a rainbow emoji on your Instagram. Just, it's like, there. Yeah. And yeah. I felt that, like that, that warm embrace mm-hmm. of his personality being there and open and accepting and and genuine in we love his that. love yeah. <laughs> and so that song is the one i'm gonna pick and then as far as queer baiting good or bad i think it's almost kind of related to that for me because it's about feeling am i embraced mm-hmm. am i being made fun of and i think i until there is more representation that is mm-hmm. authentic you have to say for people who need this take what you can get Mm-hmm. And that's unfortunate, but until there's more to really separate, I don't think we can get rid of what there is. Because mm-hmm. even if it's kind of bad stuff in comparison to what they have for romantic stuff for straight people, it's still the only thing we have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it it's back and forth for me. Because as far as representation is social currency, and if there is is currency there's a finite amount of currency Mm -hmm. in this situation and so the more we get the better the standing of the community yeah and right now it is what it is it is what it is Mm -hmm. Uh, so i've got kind of two options here one's performative versus one is lyrics uh performance wise chunga's day tonight oh is 
like the I've watched the music video so, so many, many times. times. First of all, just I just watched it and I was like, I'm so gay. I'm so gay. <laughs> I can't do this. I'm, oh my god, she's so hot. Everything about that video, she's so hot. Honestly, one of the best songs. It's ever. so good. Yeah. But also the thing is, is that it one is using genuine Vogue from a Vogue master yes. who has performed in balls and yes. taught yes. her how to do it. It feels genuine. It right. feels like showcasing this incredible queer art form right. in Vogue dance. And also um, the male dancers in that video are mm -hmm. from the Vogue troupe and they're clearly gender nonconforming in the video and they're just performing and they look amazing mm -hmm. yes. and it's oh fantastic. It feels like such a celebration, even though it's clearly not, it's, you know, they're using it, it's a marketing thing, mm -hmm. this is a clear option, but at the same time, it still feels like, oh, I feel like the community is seen mm -hmm. in this and that feels really special. Um, lyrics wise, I actually found this out through, um, there was like, I think there's a video on Twitter that was uh, a protest in Korea, like a queer protest in Korea for something. And they were singing along to Red Velvet's Queendom. And if you look at the lyrics, go look at the lyrics to that song. It like at first when I when it first came out, we were like, ah, it's fine. Like it's a good Red Velvet song. Lovely, great. But look at the lyrics again, and it's all about like I'm gonna get verklempt about this. It's like uh we you know, we all come together and we're all different, but uh we're all kings and queens in our own right under this mm -hmm. rainbow we've created. Oh, oh, it's so like, it, like she's gets staring me. at me. It gets me. <laughs> it, like, I really recommend going back, listening to it again, looking at the lyrics and like mm -hmm. fully absorbing that because I just imagine like hearing that on the radio and not even realizing it and being like, oh my, like clearly they didn't intend it to be that way. Mm -hmm. But that's the thing about the queer community is we co-op what we want. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we can't, true. we can't count on representation. So we have to make our own. Right. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is a good example of the community being like, this is for us. Yeah. This is ours now. We're taking it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks. Bye. That's the same with like Madonna's. Yeah. 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 Madonna's yes. whole discography is the queer community. Yeah, being it like, is. Yeah. Mine. We're going to take this. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Anymore? Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, as for queer baiting being good or bad, I think fundamentally the thing is is can you find yourself in it? Mm -hmm. If you can feel like like Claire mentioned of like if you can feel represented in that moment and it makes you feel good that there is something else like you, mm -hmm. that is a powerful important thing. If it makes you feel dirty, because a lot of queer baiting for me makes me feel disgusting because it feels like someone is looking at something that's genuine for me and making it into a product. Mm -hmm. And that feels gross. Mm -hmm. I hate it. Uh, so I think that's the big line for me is if it feels real or if it feels like a ploy. Man, <laughs> how do I follow up? Yeah. <laughs> Got to tie it all up now. God, oh. Oh, it is my job, right? Yeah. Okay. <sighs> All right, so songs-wise, I'm taking it back to the first girl group I've ever watched, which was Brown Eyed Girls. Yes. Mm. And uh, two things. So Guyan, mm. she had Paradise. Mm. And that song, I can watch oh, on repeat <laughs> all day. It is, she's very, she was like henna before henna. Yeah. She, yeah. She's very sexual, very comfortable with herself openly sexual mm -hmm. all of her solo songs were very like bloom. yeah we're fucking yeah um, bloom, a song about masturbating yeah literally a whole song about or the, the, female the, orgasm. the song with the guy that's on kingdom is the actor now mm -hmm. he's an actor uh fuck you or yeah yeah yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. um and then 
on top of that, Brown Eyed Girls in 2019 came out with Wonder Woman, and mm-hmm. they had everybody in it, all the guys. Uh, <laughs> and I a, just, they're actually from a drag troupe called Neon Milk. You can find yes. them on Instagram. Okay. Please follow I have them. them. They're up. fantastic. So, good. so yeah. we wa- when we watched that, did we react yes. to it? Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think, no. Yes, we did react to that. Because mm-hmm. we were really excited yeah. about it. I don't know if we posted it, but we reacted. <laughs> <laughs> we reacted to it too, and we were just <laughs> screaming the whole time. I was like, this is so great because for me, it kind of came full circle. Like, this is how I started my journey, and my girls are back, and they're better than ever. <laughs> they're just doing everything I wanted them to do is continue to make music that is in alliance with the people that watches their music. You know, mm-hmm. they have a lot of movie type some queer baiting concepts mm-hmm. in their things but i like that this video was like yeah we fully support this community and this is our way of showing it by having people in this community in our video mm-hmm. um so yeah watch that a billion times if you watch <laughs> paradise you might your life might change yeah <laughs> um and then like the last song i could think like recently that a lot of people were like that's a gay anthem mm-hmm. oh my god yeah. <laughs> there is song, no heterosexual explanation for <laughs> that not. song and they're, they're just trying to deny it they're like no it wasn't no it no it's, it's, it's talking Lady. to your inner self no bitch no, no. it's talking to your girl crush it's fine <laughs> it's, it's okay just you just hey. you just slept with a lady and, and you have a lot like, of feelings what? about it yeah. that's oh my god <laughs> one more time yeah no um when that song came out i think that was the most i've seen like the entire k-pop community be like whoa Mm. That's a lesbian anthem. <laughs> <laughs> so this um, one's for the gays. It's yes. for yeah. the gays. Yeah, and we don't get a lot of like girl group mm-hmm. songs that are like you know bubbly and poppy. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was really nice mm-hmm. to get this representation in a song style that really yeah. I like more. You mm-hmm. know, um, as for is it good or bad, I'm on the fence as Marie was. Um, I want to say it's good for me because i i like to see it i'm glad that it comes in any form and being a black american there's a lot of things i just gotta get it when i get it whether or not i like how it's represented that's another discussion but i'm glad that that person got work i'm glad Mm -hmm. that they're showing Mm -hmm. something that does happen um to a community yeah Uh, on the other hand i don't like how it can influence people who are questioning Mm -hmm. um because I don't know if my friends that I'm thinking about who are now a part of the queer community, um, they express they wanted to be this way or felt this way because they watched Mm K-pop, because they saw this concept in a music video. They're like, oh, they didn't experience it in other aspects of their life. This was their exposure, and then it made them watch it even more, and then they're like, oh my god, am I gay? But I'm like... (laughs) Have you been in the wild yet? <laughs> Have you seen what it's like out there? You Have know, you just walked around the West Village for a little while. <laughs> a little bit. So I feel like some, a lot of people, especially in a digital age, get their feels when it when they see the perfect robot perspective mm-hmm. of, ooh, this is things that gay people do. Mm-hmm. When it's a sloppy, being gay is sloppy. Yeah, you know, being queer <laughs> is sloppy. When people say it's a choice, it's not easy. It's, I'm just it's, it's yeah. really hard. Honestly, it's definitely not a choice because I couldn't even put a name on it for mm-hmm. me. I was yeah. just walking around like, She's cute, but I'm not gonna ask her out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, she's. And then I, as I got older, I'm like, oh, that's the thing. Like, that's a. Oh, okay. But I had to educate mm-hmm. myself, and I feel like these videos are educating people who are trying to figure it out in the wrong way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They they have 
they're putting the fantasy on it and mm-hmm. it's a regular relationship just yeah. same sex but it seems like it's so you know sunshine and rainbows mm-hmm. and it's always sexy you know I can just, i just throw in one sentence yeah. before, on your tie up i know yeah, you're, no, you're ending it, but i think it's because they're learning from these videos that their sexuality is fetishizing yeah Yeah. that all of these things what they're perceiving is fetishizing and that's the fun part whereas in the wild when there are people who are whole people yes they have their own thoughts and feelings different and it's a different entity Mm -hmm. entirely in a different experience than what the one they're having is i'm gonna throw in one thing no that is not going to be this podcast it's a whole nother subject but bls and gls that's a whole nother factor that we're gonna have to throw in later what you you mentioned earlier that maybe women mostly write mm-hmm. the gay relationships. I, was, yeah. I read a lot of webtoons. Oh, yeah. A lot mm-hmm. of oh, yeah. webtoons. <laughs> and it's mostly women yeah. who write it. And so I was just like, wow, that's interesting. Is that, do I like it because a woman wrote it? Yeah. The female or gaze. female gaze, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. like a lot Is of that? stuff to unpack with, yeah, with yeah. the BL and GL genres and like the history God, of that in Asia podcast. and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Like that's, that's ooh, a whole other podcast. We'll just but keep but adding podcasts podcast on yeah. <laughs> I already have the year planned out. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, I would love for us to continue talking about this, but we got a show to go to. Hopefully, Wait. if you see this, oh, questions. Want, there's not questions, but statements that oh, I would statements. like to. Oh, yeah. I love out. statements. Mm-hmm. Um, Hans from Victon has mm-hmm. a song with um, Neon Milk Crew. Ooh, nice. In his solo debut. Hell yeah. Um, Wuzzy Uploads said we were calling them out or calling them out because I don't know their pronouns um, when we were talking about Jimin. So I'm assuming that it is a man. <laughs> um, also, Seventeen said I've seen the same thirst for Wan Hope by men. Mm, because yeah. Wan Hope fits the male gaze better. <laughs> but he's, fits but he still has the snatched waist. But about him and the whole thing because he had an ex-girlfriend or yeah. ex yeah, yeah, ex-girlfriend ex that was trans and oh. stayed with them during the transition mm-hmm. because they did not want them to have to deal with other people's oh, that's so sweet. Wan Ho is yeah. an angel walking this uh, earth. That's all I have to say. What a king. A thick mm-hmm. angel. Oh. Just really... <laughs> And the last thing that was earlier in the episode was Korea shows a lot of skinship in variety shows, but is very conservative conservative as a country. So it's interesting that the West doesn't do skinship, but is more progressive. Mm. Which I think is ties into uh, what we said if earlier. we're going to tie it into that, I think like in our private lives, we're cool with watching all these things and expressing ourselves in whatever way. But in public, we have to kind of keep a mask mm-hmm. where they're doing the opposite, where it's like, oh, it's just for show. Yeah. But in private, they're like, I would never do that because mm-hmm. they're like afraid of the backlash from their yeah. friend group. I would mm-hmm. also argue that a lot of the West is like we perceive to be much more progressive. But to be honest, like go talk to your old relatives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Talk to my oh. mom. Yeah. Okay. It was specifically Abby. <laughs> they said, hi, Abby. Hi. She was specifically the one putting me on blast. So, <laughs> there you go. Um, okay. I, I, this is the first time we're doing this, so I'm really happy that we had a stimulating conversation and that we can do a part two. This series of influencing your desire does not stop here. We are going to go into sexuality and other themes that we feel K-pop influences people to change, whether it be dieting mm-hmm. or Ooh. it be the way you dress wearing makeup um and today we did queer baiting so you know you guys should join us for the rest of the series next time we'll follow in their inspiration yeah drunk k-pop style oh my yeah we'd love to have you guys come and we all get smashed and watch something what was our first anniversary we had like an anniversary stream i have to say this (laughs) and she got 
hoisted. I don't recall. It is. <laughs> of course you don't recall. <laughs> we'll say the night that we got inspiration to make Drunk K-pop as a video, we drank 11 bottles of soju in one night. Nice. Between, so, between five have, people. Yeah. That's still that too much soju. I had two not bottles just the two to myself Living? that night. Yeah. So yeah. that's what yeah. happened yeah. in the window. Yeah. Living in Korea, twelve bottles to one person is normal. So you guys were you guys were lightweights. Yeah. yeah. Really. But we're definitely down for anything in the future. This yes. discussion is so much fun. Yeah, this is great. Um so Marie, where can they find us? Oh, I gotta do this live now. Yeah, you can find cool. us on any of our socials at K O N N E C T D E N T. Put an app before that for Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, basically all of that. If you put a dot com after that, it'll take you to our website mm-hmm. where you can have links to our Discord. You will be able to see this session uploaded with our audio version, our other podcast. Uh, we also have a blog on there. So we got a lot of stuff going on. Make sure to go and check all of that out. Uh, we do have a Patreon that's going to be coming up soon. So if you want exclusive content from Connected, from some behind the scenes, things like that, it will be there as well. And we have a Kofi. So if you want to donate to get us our soju for our next uh, shoot, yeah. that'd be fantastic. Yeah. And ladies. Yes. Tell us where they can uh, find you. You can find us at Drunk K-Pop uh, with KP number OP on Twitter. Uh, you can also find us at Drunk, K- Drunk K-Pop on YouTube. Uh, those are our, our major major socials at the moment because day jobs are hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's one too many things. You guys are multi-platform. We're, we're yes. we're... We will have it down in the description. So yeah. later on, yeah. that's what you'll find. Please check us out. Okay. Yeah. Um, and with that being said, connected and drunk K-pop over mm-hmm. and out. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get drunk. No. <laughs>